0: Welcome to the Faith Over Everything podcast that covers literally everything. Whether it's pop culture, religion, politics, relationships, fashion and beauty, entertainment, or Black culture, host Faith Wimberly is talking about it. Tune in every other Wednesday for a new episode available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with our part two with Dr. Sonia. Um, as you guys know, she came a couple of weeks ago. She was on and she just shared so much knowledge and wisdom and tools um, regarding our emotional well being, our mental well being. We talked about parts of self. We talked about um, cultivating self awareness. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff and so we just want to in that same vein continue the conversation and discuss okay. other areas of opportunity for us to grow and learn and become better individuals so Dr. Sonia thank you again for being back <laughs> thank you
1: uh for having me I mean I had so much fun the first time and it's so much uh just education around this I think for black women and our well-being and You know, what's essential for us. We focus our attention on all the areas that have been identified, you know, for us that's supposed to be important at the expense of our well-being, at the the expense of just, you know, how we show up in the world. And then, you know, when people are saying, oh, she's uh, bitchy or she's aggressive or uh, she's snappy or she's grumpy or all these things. And they're labeling the symptoms that they're seeing. Cause I know I talked a little bit about symptomology around emotional fatigue before, Um, you know, and just understanding that even though people are seeing the symptomology, nobody is going, you know, and looking underneath, like, where's that coming from? You're not just showing up as an angry black woman, whatever anger looks like to them. Anger is a secondary emotion. There are things that are attached to that anger, whether it's disappointment, whether there's some trauma involved, whether there were expectations, whether there were disappointments, whether a person is feeling like they're not being heard or understood or both. Right. Or whether they're feeling like they're minimized in certain spaces. So then. What people see is anger, it got layers. This is you know, some like they said, some levels to this shit. It's it's some layers. Right. Excuse my French ladies, but y'all gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just that, right? We got we gotta have some real girlfriend chats up mm-hmm.
0: in here,
1: and so. You know, when when I'm doing this work and I'm seeing this work with a lot of my sisters, um, you know, it's relatable. You know, I grew up in a household where college was always an idea that I was going to attend. But nobody said how, what, what it was going to look like, what, you know, what the definition of success was. It was just go to college. And so you do these things, you know, societal expectations or familiar expectations. And, and you're stressed because you're trying to meet. You know, expectations without even involving your full self and what you also want out of it. So, you you know, there's already this notion of scattered energy showing up because you're trying to meet somebody else's expectations. You are trying to figure out what yours are and then mm-hmm. you're committing to all these spaces. Without really being fully aware, you know, which is what I talked about, you know, in the previous podcast, just that level of self-awareness gets diminished Mm -hmm. because we have responsibilities in in multiple spaces. And some of them are very duplicitous in nature. They kind of work together and then it just feels heavy sometimes. So even though I talked a little bit about emotional fatigue, there's also what we call emotional inflammation. Mm -hmm. That's the physical part of it. So the emotional fatigue is the mental part. That we experience, right? That symptomology where we're sad, we're angry, right? That's all of our emotions and the feelings. But that emotional inflammation, it's internal as well, but it's a physical nature. It shows up. This is that body awareness, you know, that... You know, I try to work with and teach my clients about, you know, just looking at how your body responds to certain situations. It can be re-triggered into trauma. And we're not even paying attention because we've been socialized and conditioned so much that we are supposed to carry the weight. We're supposed Mm -hmm. to fight. We're supposed to show up in battle. We're supposed to show up prepared to take on the world. We're supposed to show up, you know, with our armor on because we can take it. Why? Because we're black women.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what I would like, you know, my sisters to do is, um, and we talked a little bit about this, you know, is to choose. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to to choose and surrender. Not And surrendering is not defeat. It's not a weakness. But it's an option. It's an option. Ain't nobody giving us options, but other than to show up and do what they asked. Yeah. You know, so choice is an option, and sometimes it's hard for us to exercise our options because we're not consciously aware that we even got them.
0: Yeah, true.
1: You know, we fight. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we we check out, you know, or we freeze in in the situation. All of it's very traumatizing, but choice doesn't have to be a trauma. Hmm. Right. So we can choose, you know, some spaces or areas where we don't have to be overly traumatized. Right. And so, you know, talking about the imposter syndrome and the perfectionism syndrome, they work together. They like a married couple. Mm. All right. So if you think about people that have hypertension or diabetes, they typically have one or the other and they have both. So somebody that has hypertension is also prone to get diabetes and vice versa, or they typically have them together as a diagnosis. Now, diabetes is an inflammation within the body. That's why some people have diabetic pain. Mm-hmm. So if we think about emotional inflammation as being a pain within the body, but it's painful emotions, you can see why it it, it covers the physical aspect of it. Again, sorry, y'all. This is my teaching. I also do neuroscience.
0: Oh, right? <laughs> I'm taking um, notes.
1: <laughs> and I might <laughs> teach backwards, you know, but I think that sometimes what we consider backwards is more intuitive because that's the space of us that doesn't get the feeding. We don't mm-hmm. nurture that. So, you know, my, my goal as a clinician, as a therapist, especially working with African-American women, is to... You know, feed that space that's vacant, that's not full, that needs to be fueled, that needs to be replenished, where the vital energy is. It's just like blood flow, right? For those of us that may be uh, studying or talking about chi, you know, you should be messing with my chi, right? Mm -hmm. It's blood flow. So when your blood flow is restricted, it's stagnant. So we want to get the blood flowing, right, and get it moving so that we can... You know, not have the inflammation, you know, not have our bodies freeze or get tight or our neck get stiff. You know, we can't see our head is hurting. You know, all these physical, easy body responses, if we pay attention to them, is alerting us to something. Mm. Well, I'm just going to go lay down. Sis, that ain't enough. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm just going to take off a day. That's great. All those are fine. But it doesn't get at some of this imposter and perfectionism syndrome that's under, underneath all that. You don't give yourself a day off because you think you got to be there.
0: Right.
1: If I ain't there, if I ain't touching it, mm-hmm. it ain't going to be right. Or something is going to happen if I don't. So this 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 control, when people say you're a controller, because that's another part of self. When that mm-hmm. controller shows up, it's not to manipulate. It's fearful or in doubt that... Something's not going to happen if they don't do something. Mm -hmm. So when that controller part of self shows up, there's some perfectionism that's there. There's also some imposter syndrome that's there. Right. Because our our fear is wrapped around the identity of who we think the world needs to see us as or who they've requested. Mm -hmm. So what part of self shows up to get this job done? What part of self goes to work? What part of self is the mama? What part of stuff is the wife or the girlfriend or the partner? Whatever title we want to wear, ladies, it's totally fine. You can choose. It's all right. We can give ourselves reprieves from titles too. Right? <laughs> I know that's maybe right. Maybe don't want to be the wife all the time. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Tell the fellas don't get mad. I'm not telling the wives anything wrong. Right. I'm just saying that they can give themselves a reprieve of, of the ideology or perfectionism of what a wife is supposed to be doing and mm-hmm. just allow themselves to freely operate in the relationship and see what it feels like to be this person to another partner
0: Mm
1: See, now we could take some of that stuff off of there and we ain't got to fight about well you should be a wife and you should be this and you should be doing that and this i should be doing this what feels comfortable in your situation as a wife let's try it on see what it Mm -hmm. feel like ain't no perfectionism there I'm nope. just trying it on, like we try on shoes at the store. The stuff don't fit, we put it back. Hopefully, people ain't still wearing tight shoes on their feet, right? But that's a that's a look, that's another that's another that's a class just in this stuff right. kind of wearing shoes that don't fit,
0: right? Right. right. <laughs> that's true. You know, we
1: put on shoes every day that don't even fit. They hurt. They tight. You know. And I'm at a stage in my life where I don't squeeze my feet into stuff that don't fit no more. Back in Period. the day, but now it's not about that. It's you know what you know how do i get myself a reprieve from these expectations and if i can do that then i can release some of this need for it to be right and if i can release the need for it to be right then i don't have to be in control
0: mm.
1: it's all cynical right and i wish i you know i do my diagrams but i wish i could mm-hmm. do my diagram right now so again You know, your listeners, we might have a a whole masterclass, you know, maybe 45 minutes (laughs) an hour masterclass. Let's put it out there and see who's interested. I only want people that want to show up. Even if it's five or 50, it don't matter. I'll teach to whoever shows up. Okay. Right? I'll teach to whoever shows up. I'm not about the numbers. I'm about the emotional well being of African American women. So if I help five women, they can go and help another five and they can go and help another five and we can do it that way. So even if the numbers ain't there, I know that those that showed up are going to go out in the world and, and, and do their thing and they'll impact others around them. So it's more than one way to skin a cat when you're trying to affect more of a global change among okay. African-American women around their emotional well-being. Because everybody yeah. ain't going to admit that they even suffering with perfectionism, that they even suffering with, uh, you know, imposter syndrome. And like I said, they're a married couple. Right. So mm-hmm. if I'm trying to get everything right, I'm trying to nail it because it got to be right. Who told you that? Number one, see, we got to unpack this thing. It didn't just show up in your 20s or your 30s. This came from childhood and we ain't indicting mama or daddy, but there's messaging that gets delivered to us, right? And we got to achieve, especially as black women, make sure you can take care of yourself, go to school, get a good job. Mm-hmm. Where you ain't got to depend on no man, make sure you you know can cover yourself. You can take care of your household. So we go out there in the world with these messages, which are designed to, you know, empower us, of course, right? So right. we can go and do our thing. But then we out here in all kinds of spaces and places, staying stuck, working off of that conditioning, getting stressed out, still trying to show up every day as whoever. And then your, your parts of self start showing up. Hey, you know, Sonia, we see you struggling over that girl. <coughs> Tap out. We got it. Right. And so that controller, for example, shows up. And that controller, that, wait a minute now, the parts of self do know what to do to help you out. They, it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're just dysfunctional because mm. they're your defense mechanism and they keep showing up. So they never let your full self show up to see. So the controller tries to protect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The controller tries to protect. It tries to protect you, know, you from harm. But what it also does is it buffers you so much that you never get a chance to say, What would it look like if I didn't have to control? Mm. What would it look like if I just took my hands off of it? Am I okay with whatever happened if my hands ain't on it? See, some people ain't okay if their hands ain't on stuff either. That's true. Imposters, imposters, right? We showing up in all these spaces. (laughs) Just imposters. Yeah, just call yourself an imposter, sis. It's all right. Because once we can call a thing a thing and a snake a snake... We got the antidote, <laughs> right? But that's the part of imposter syndrome. Sometimes it's hard to come to it. So another defense mechanism like denial will show up. Oh, I don't do that. Uh, uh-uh, That ain't that ain't me. If it's you, it's okay. We can work on it once we know, you know, once we can come to terms with it, right? Uh, and some people sit in this space of shame or guilt with mental health, right? Right. Um, And that's, you know, long been prevalent in the African-American community where people, you know, won't come to mental health or, or, you know, our cutesy terms is emotional wellness, balance, well-being, right? But Mm -hmm. just overall mental health, ain't nothing cute about it. It, You know, it's it's not fun. It don't feel good. What feels better is when you're doing the work to heal, to do something different. So it's okay for us to have a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Without struggle, there's no progress, right? <laughs> right.
0: So
1: while we over here trying to perfect the struggle with confetti mm-hmm. and, and sparkly stuff and, and pretty pretty rainbows, without struggle there's no progress. So how are you growing if there's no learning space? And the learning don't always have to be hard. It's really how we come to it. I can choose again. So here's a struggle I can allow, release, or let go, which is all choice. Mm-hmm. I can struggle with this thing. That's a choice too. I can be responsive to myself. That's, that's sure. a choice, right? Mm-hmm. I can breathe. That's a choice. I can pause. That's a choice. I can sit back and just see. I ain't even got to say yes or no. Well, can you give me an answer? Um, let me think about that. But I need an answer right now. Well, I'm not clear about my answer yet. I need to get back to you. Because I need to check in on me. So that can right. alleviate some of the perfectionism or the fear that shows up that drives us sometimes to even jump in and, and, and start making choices from a space that we ain't even checked in on. So the controller be like, hey, Sonya girl, tap out. Don't worry about it. The controller don't even ask for permission no more. None of your parts itself even have to ask. They just show up. She's struggling. SOS, y'all. Everybody line up. Get ready to get in the clown <laughs> car. You know, look, come on, get in the clown car because she she, she might need all of us. See, not one part of self show up. Multiple parts of self can show up. So the Mm. controller don't operate in isolation, right? Which brings me to the other part of self, the isolator. The isolator can show up because a lot of times we check out and we get small physically and energetically. We get small. So we learn how to go into our turtle shell. We learn how to hide out. We go under construction, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we, you know, over there trying to regroup. And so we isolate. So the opposite, when you see that isolated, just kind of showing up like, uh-uh, I'm finna go. This ain't me. I don't want to do this. You right. know, it's uncomfortable. Instead of isolating, see what it feels like to be present. Now I might feel uncomfortable, but at least we know what it feels like. You don't know what it feels like because you chose not to see. See, choice. Right. Choice is always a strong position. It's all that's the strongest position we could ever play is to choose. That's true. But you know, right, but you know, but think about it. When we scared to choose because somebody's yeah. gonna be unhappy or disappointed, or they're not gonna like it, or somebody got something to say. Well, what do you say, sis? What do you say? So, you know, this this notion of imposter syndrome, and, and as I was sharing with you earlier, um, we, you know, we come to it very fearfully. And, um, you know, if we got to be in, let's say, a social space, and I was thinking about this when I posted on Facebook, you know, if we got to be, you know, in a social setting and, you know, we know we only really want to be here, and we but we got to go, maybe the job right. required, who shows up? What part of self show up to navigate that space that's uncomfortable and the space that you don't want to be at, but you there? Is it your full self or is it a part of self that allows you to get through this landscape or the space that you're currently occupying? It's a part of self.
0: Hmm.
1: Let me help Sonya out because she, you know, got to go up in this space and we know she don't want to do it, but a job on the line. Come on, y'all. Let's go get the team together. All 50 parts or whoever, everybody's just going to you know pile up in the clown car. And again, you know, there are 50 to 100 types of protector parts. But I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I think there's more when you start to include African-American women, when you include race and gender. I think there are more parts, especially for African-American women, because we occupy, you know, so many spaces and we're multidimensional. Mm-hmm. We do so much that i think it's more than a hundred types of protectors for us you know i've identified some just in the work that i've done um you know I, we have one that we call a savage <laughs> savage <laughs> yes. savage, honey, savage savage. is busy and gets it done savage is that person that's like what y'all waiting on let's go savage <laughs> make it happen savage make it happen because it's, it's you know think about you know what's that song I'm a savage yeah, yeah. everybody get out there and, and be on some savage stuff so some some of us have that savage part of self that oh, we be yeah. like we out here right that's true I, so now now that may somebody might be like oh that's what we gonna call it you can call it whatever you wanna call it but we gotta <laughs> know that that part of self exists that's I just right. call it savage right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not a none of them are bad parts they're protective parts they just operate Dysfunctionally, so once we can Mm -hmm. come to that and we can see ourselves in these areas or start identifying you know our behavior this is the check-in right this notion of self-awareness where's my attention just ask where's my attention just check in what where's my attention and what you're gonna find out it wasn't on you Hmm. (laughs) where (laughs) am i directing my attention It was 20 other things before it got to you. Mm. So this notion of self-awareness has to really be tapped into. So some of the parts of self-work that I do with my clients is a way to help them tap in, you know, to that space of, Mm -hmm. you know, developing their self-awareness because sometimes we really, really are, you know, very unconscious. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you think about it, too, so so some people don't get scared, like, oh, my God, these parts are self. It's really about, you know, how we're managing our interactions in the world, how we're showing up as black women. Right. So what may have worked doesn't work now. Right. And so we got to see what that is. Right. Um, you know, is this part of self working? Is this part of self not working? Um, you know, what what do I want? What do I not want? Yeah. Right. That's how you check in. Just just knowing what the parts itself are, you know, so I'll do this real quick. And I don't think I did this in the first podcast. Right. So to protect the parts, defense mechanisms. Right. Mm-hmm. They're helping you manage that interaction with the world to avoid pain. So if we know that we are in pain or it looks painful. We got parts that show up to help us manage our pain, our trauma. OK, mm-hmm. you know, um, it defends against, you know, even feeling it. So it's a protective part. So that 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 imposter shows up like, Ooh, we don't want nobody to know that you don't know, girl. Let's fake it till we make it. You know, people say that. Let's fake it till we make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that part of self shows up like super confident. Meanwhile, you over there like, I hope nobody finds out. Hope nobody right. ask me. Don't don't let them ask that question because I ain't gonna know the answer, right? And meanwhile, mm-hmm. we quit, but we like, girl, I got this. You know, imposter. Yeah. And so it also stops us. So for black women out here on their finances, that imposter syndrome stop you from asking you for your raise. Mm. <laughs> it asks you for stopping from stopping yourself for asking for what's
0: you your rightfully yours. Right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the imposter said, because in your mind, the imposter saying, girl, we got through that one, but shoot, you know, you get, get the clown up and they asking for stuff, then they're going to ask you for something. You know, you don't know, you know, right. that's that criticism that shows up. So we're very critical of ourselves and it, and it does. Unconsciously, it stops us for, from being in relationships that are worthy of us. Mm-hmm. It stops us from, you know, moving up in our, you know, career chain. Like I said, if money is a, if money is a problem, check in. How am I showing up with self? What's my agreement with self about what I'm worth? How am I speaking to myself? Is it is it with honor and worthiness? Mm. All they can do is say yes or no. We don't want to hit no. Right. But you don't ask, so you don't know what the answer going to be. And even if it's a no, now you know what you got to do to get what you need to get. Is this still the same place I need to be? Do I need to be doing something different or is it time for me to transition? See, sometimes we hold ourselves back in our careers by not even just checking in. So this notion of self-awareness and being aware of what's happening and where we could be unconscious with ourselves is big. It's our livelihood. That's how you eat. And you ain't asking for your money. No,
0: that's
1: right. <laughs> I didn't say money, I said money. Right.
0: right?
1: We got we gotta put the EE on money. You, right. you stopping yourself from growing and eating and flourishing because this imposter is so much bigger than your your awareness. So we mm-hmm. have to just shift the energy a little bit. Uh some people can have an inner critic, some people can have a procrastinator that can be an intellectual. So here's a funny about the intellectualizer. <laughs> Um, The intellectualizer rationalizes The behavior It's the smartest Mm -hmm. thing walking It's going (laughs) to tell you You know everything Oh well let's just this Or it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's got a reason for everything So you can have an intellectualizer on your team That won't allow you to check in Mm -hmm.
0: Because
1: it's easier to stay safe over there Mm -hmm. Right Or to blame somewhere Than it would be To come to it present and just be curious so if you see yourself maybe not being as present get curious am i willing to ask myself those hard questions you That's know one. yeah it's just it, it ain't nobody in the room but you and self what's what's gonna happen you your full self in them parts either y'all gonna fight or y'all gonna have a come to jesus moment Hey guys, I'm Shari, and I'm Sharice, and we are the Optimistic Divorcees, two happily divorced women who are optimistic about life
0: but real about love
1: catch our new podcast on your favorite podcast platform with new episodes dropping every monday where we talk about life love and everything in between also be sure to follow
0: us on instagram at the opt divorce that's t-h-e-o-p-t-d-i-v-o-r-c-e-e-s bye
1: Here's what I'm going to do. And this is probably what we're going to do this master class. So this is me um thinking on my feet, ladies, for those of y'all that's listening. Give us the feedback because we, we, we need to know what it is that Black women want
0: for yes. their most
1: well being and what they need. So these eight C's of self, right? And the self is the biggest thing. You are the biggest thing. These parts are just that. They're parts that make up a full self, right? So if they're parts of self, but they're taking over your consciousness, you're the only full space that can control that all right so we know that the full self is surrounded by protectors right mm-hmm. we also have what we call exiles and i'm gonna get to these acs right but the exiles those are the ones that's like the child part right where we got the messaging you know so this exile child will show up sometimes you know and needs and all the exile child is doing is saying protect us so the protections go okay got it it starts to get activated so when an exile child feels safe, again, this is trauma, because mm-hmm. a lot of our stuff that we're seeing now as adult women, mm-hmm. it's for. That's why we participate in it, because mm-hmm. it's familiar.
0: Familiar, okay. Yeah, it's familiar. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, have you ever seen those shirts that say, same shit, different day? Yes. Sometimes we attract what's familiar very unconsciously, right? Because that's all energy is. We can attract negative or positive energy. It doesn't matter. But sometimes we attract what's familiar, Mm. negative or positive. That's Mm. a different way to look at energy. Yeah. We can draw negative stuff to us, too. We can also draw positive. But if we're more aware, we'll draw more positive experiences. Yes. And less negative experiences. So sometimes when we're in our space of uncertainty, we can draw negative spots. Right? Because we ain't clear. Right. So by default, you're going to draw that. But once we get clear, we can eradicate that. So this exiled child has a lot to do with that unconscious space. It's familiar. And you have to think about it. Sometimes we go back to that childlike feeling. She made me feel like a little girl when she said that, like, she was talking to a kid. You know, she yeah. had a, to a kid. I'm grown. I'm a grown
0: right. woman.
1: Right. That's child showing
0: up. Hmm.
1: Okay. So this, this, this. This full notion of self in these eight C's, right? Because this is what we want to be when we're trying to do this exploration of self. We want to be curious. Like I said earlier, if you ain't willing to be curious to see what this is, we ain't going to never get rid of that imposter syndrome or that perfectionism syndrome. You got to, instead of checking out, be curious. Instead of checking out, be present, right? The other one is comparison. A lot, I'm sorry, I'll back up. Compassion. This is what black women lack. We don't know it because ain't nobody ever showed it to us. So we can't mm. give ourselves that either because we don't know what it looked like. You know, it's really self-energy. That's what compassion is. Can I mm. be gentle and empathetic to myself? We give it to our friends, our lovers, our husbands, right? Family members, mm-hmm. kids, et cetera. But can we give compassion back to ourselves where we can sit and say, let me try to understand what's happening here with myself. Right. Let me not judge. Let me not be critical. Let me not even compare. That's where I was going. Let me not compare mm-hmm. myself. I'm just going to be compassionate with me. I made a mistake. Ooh, dude, perfectionism syndrome going down. I did what I knew how to do at that moment. Boom. Perfectionism knocked down. Mm-hmm. My full self was in a room making decisions. Boom. Imposter syndrome out the door. When we can be compassionate, we can open up that space for, you know, less of the imposter, less of the perfectionist to show up. If we're mm. willing to just give ourselves some energy. Instead, we'd be looking for people to feed us and they'd be like, girl, where your donut at? You, you're going <laughs> to drown on the Titanic over here. You better grab that donut what? and get back to work while you got the donut wrapped around you. battle. <laughs> you got the whole donut and the life jacket on and you still over there grinding.
0: Right. Wow. <laughs>
1: So sometimes it's just that. And I know I said a lot. I mean, so is is there a space where and I know your listeners, you know, had questions, you know, and I didn't get through all the ACs, but, you know, we'll get there because yes, that's just how I move.
0: OK. Um, I think this is a good place to start. I think this mm-hmm. is a good place to begin to do that exploration of self checking in with yourself, being real with yourself. And stopping and pausing to choose and not just react, but check Mm -hmm. in and then you make the decision moving forward. But it's a conscious decision because you've taken the time to check in with yourself to make sure that it is that you're being true to yourself and that it's resonating with you before you do whatever it is.
1: Absolutely, and, and let me say this, Faith, and you explained that beautifully. Because you know, I'm an academic at heart, and so sometimes i will be forgetting. I'm like, "Look, can you tone that down just a little bit?" So my part of <laughs> self be like, "Come on, girl, just bring it down
0: a notch, just <laughs> right."
1: There are no bad parts of us as black women.
0: Yes, say that.
1: <laughs> there are say no it. bad parts of us as black women. It's just not right. Ain't no bad parts. It's behavior. Ain't no bad parts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? But then we see our—that's the imaging. We yes. get this negative imaging. Bad part. No, ain't no bad parts of us as black women. Mm-hmm. No, we 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 sugar and spice and everything nice. That's why everybody rely on us. Yes. So if it, if it was bad parts, they wouldn't show up.
0: But I'm gonna pivot real quick because mm-hmm. this is making me think about one of the questions a friend of mine had, just mm-hmm. really talked because you talked about energy and how we attract certain energies and so her area of concern was she's so used to as you said wearing so many hats having mm-hmm. to be the boss over here having to control this how do you um how do you control that when you get in a relationship with a man how does that work how does someone who's so used to being you mm-hmm. know in the driver's seat and having to do, <laughs> how do you I guess I don't know. Subdue. I don't want to say subdue, but how do you manage those emotions and manage what you've had to do all of your life to then now have to kind of share that with a partner? Like how did mm. that? How does that work? How do you turn off the switch of being the controller and all yeah. these other
1: things? So two things. We got to be honest whether or not we feel safe. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs>
1: So do I feel safe enough to allow my partner to do what he does, whatever leadership look like in their relationship? Because leadership look different in everybody's stuff. That do I true. feel safe? So if I, if I go in armored up, which is what we know, Buffered. You know, I got my bow and arrow. I got my little weapon on the side. I got my combat boots mm-hmm. on. I got my Vaseline on my face. I got my hair <laughs> braided up. I mean, we ready for battle, right? We we geared up. We 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 loaded down. So if we go into that space. That way, we're already hyper vigilant, hypersensitive. We already waiting for the ball to drop. We don't feel safe. You gotta carry all that up into the relationship.
0: Hmm.
1: So maybe be willing to take the cape off. That little corset that Wonder Woman wear, that joker is tight. Take it off. <laughs> Girl, just busting out of everything. Just take it off. Be what wi- you know. So are you willing to, to take the corset off and breathe? Right? Are you willing to <laughs> are you willing to see what it feels like to not have to guide? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you don't feel safe, you're gonna go into that relationship with that automatically does he make me feel safe it's okay sis. if he do or he don't just ask the question right. and then what am i protecting myself from see because here's the thing he won't even get all of you if you over there on protection mode you ain't being vulnerable that's, you're not that's, being
0: vulnerable mm-hmm. so that's
1: one safety and protection yes. what am i protecting myself from that i have to armor up So, if you're saying no, I feel safe for him, then take off the armor, girl. Take off the corset. It's okay. Let him hang. Whatever you got to do, just (laughs) walk Right. Because you know that corset was holding one woman up, girl. But, But, you know, just what would it feel like to not be so restricted and tight or heavy or armored up and guarded? Mm. What would that feel like? Hmm. So, we got to be willing to see what we're protecting ourselves from first. So we can release that. We don't have to carry it with us. The second thing is, again, I mentioned that earlier, the reprieve. Can you give yourself a reprieve from having to be anything other than woman? Hmm. I don't have to be superwoman. Although my book is called Supernaturally Made, I'm debunking the, 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 the super part of it mm-hmm. from a space of you don't have to put on the cape.
0: Right.
1: And if you do put it on, it's from a choice space. You ain't got to wear it all day. You got the cape on. You got the corset on. You got the boots on. You know, them stilettos hurt after a while,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: We can look cute in them, you know, put them on and sit down right? <laughs> and be admired. See, that's woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, girl, those boots are so cute. Because, you know, we don't dress for men. We dress for women. We really mm-hmm. do. Okay. We don't dress for the brothers. The brother like, oh, baby, you cute. We dress for women. What the one Bro, where you get them boots from? Oh, honey, those are bad. Those are sharp, bro. You wearing them boots. We, we dress for women.
0: I can see that. I see that. <laughs> I can see it.
1: Now, again, somebody might disagree, but I, you know, I'll take it.
0: Because men right? don't know what most, they don't know none of this stuff. Either you look good or you don't. Okay? It don't matter. <laughs>
1: It just happened you came out smelling good. You're exactly. Your hair combed and you're smelling good. They good.
0: Exactly. They don't right? care I mean, about bags and all this stuff. They me. don't care.
1: No, no, but we dress for women. So are <laughs> we willing to just show up as women and be admired in our relationship? Can we just put on the cute boots and put our feet up versus trying to walk around in some stilettos for eight hours? Mm. Can't, yeah, because they hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've tried it. It don't feel good.
0: At all
1: But you know When you can just Kick your feet up And people come back And be like Girl them some bad boots Where you get them from Or that's a nice bag Right You're just being admired As a woman Mm -hmm. Can we do that In our relationship Give ourselves a reprieve From being girlfriend And just being woman From wife even Now I know Mm -hmm. again For people that are married You know What that means? What uh, Because the title Was bound up With so much B.S. Yep, I agree with that. It's bound up with expectations from from your partner, from you for yourself. It's bound up in wrong commitment. Tradition, everything. All of it. So can we Mm -hmm. give ourselves a reprieve from that and come into a place of acceptance of who we are as women? Mm -hmm. So two things, safety and protection go hand in hand. And the second, you know, being able to give ourselves a reprieve as a woman. That's why I said there are no bad parts of us as women. Mm-hmm. So if we can give ourselves a reprieve From the labeling Of you know Our behavior
0: Now we can just show up And see what it feels like You know I struggled um, With that uh, With my husband mm-hmm. I still kind of struggle With that sometimes too Just because I'm so used to being Strong and this independent woman You know But you don't have to do that. It's not even, it's not about being weak. You don't have to do that. And Uh I love that you said, but do you feel safe? Do you feel, ask yourself those questions. Do you feel safe and protected? If the answer is yes, then what's the problem?
1: Right, why we got all this armor on. Yep. But it's okay, you know. Yeah, and it's all right, whatever the answer is. See, sometimes we're yes. we're, we're of the answer or we're judgmental of the answer. The answer is only revealing you to you.
0: Yeah. Can we
1: be in acceptance of the data of the information yeah. that right. we're receiving and then be willing to do the work? Some people get the information like, oh Lord, I was just over there just operating <laughs> all kind of afraid, and they sit in shame and guilt. You don't have to let that dictate, you know, um how you how you experience it. And I, I think that's what I was saying, you know, earlier today um, when I posted about this shame, this guilt, this self-doubt, you know, that shows up and that governs our identity as women. So if your identity is shaped around being a wife and that's how you're building, you're yep. you going to struggle. You know, you're going to struggle. And, I and was just there saying, are a
0: lot of women. And I, I talk about this with my friends and this is no shade, no judgment. Right. But yeah. there are a lot of women who pride themselves on wife of this person, wife, wife. That's not really my bag. I am a wife. I'm I'm grateful for my husband, but that's not how I identify myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not wrapped into this role of being a wife, but a lot of women do that.
1: Yeah, a lot of women do that. And again, so when I talk about the identity part, right? Um, you know, think about this. Our identities are bound in conflict hmm. all day, every day, right? We either going to show up in the world. Let's say wife is one of the conflicts, right?
0: Hmm.
1: Our identity being bound in that. We either going to show up in the world with stuff that's going to restrict us because all I got is wife, Right. So yeah. it's gonna restrict my growth and potential as anything else outside of wife. Or mm-hmm. I'm gonna show up with a, a, a whole kabuki mask on again, i.e., here's the imposter syndrome, here's the perfectionism showing up, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I even talk about that in my book. You know, I even talk about, it, and that's what made me post it today, because I was hearing so much around you know, identity. And what that looks like. And so, you know, it's beautiful being a wife. And, and like you said, you know, but your identity isn't shaped around that. But can we give ourselves a reprieve from what that's supposed to look like okay. and just shape it based on who we say we are in the world? Yes. Well, my husband didn't marry her. Well, you should have introduced him to you. <laughs> I'm just because say yeah. said all the time, man, she ain't even the same person. Because she wasn't tapped in. Yeah, You got a part of who she was at that Mm -hmm. moment. And that she's evolved to understand who she is. You will see some other parts. So can we allow our real persons to show up and be visible? Or are we working hard to squash that that other part of self? Because it's going to be uncomfortable for somebody else or or he ain't going to like it. But it's a part of you, sis. You're doing more work to, to, to minimize than you are to show up. Yes. So that vital energy, that fatigue, that's where it comes from. We're doing more to protect those spaces than we are uh, being present to them so we can do the work. Yeah. You know, shadow boxing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. I'm Dana, a.k.a. Dana 781 across the social medias. And I am here to tell you about my podcast that is currently streaming on your favorite listening platform. It's called, This Should Be in a Book. People often tell me that the things I say should be in a book, but I didn't want to write a book. So I decided to release my knowledge podcast style. New episodes are available every Monday, and you'll be able to listen to my insight on this thing called life, three points into poem style, minus the poem. (laughs) So after you finish listening to this podcast, head on over to This Should Be in a Book to listen and subscribe. Hope you enjoy.
0: What do you think that is in, in women when we attract the same energy? I'm I know I keep mm-hmm. talking about that, but you mentioned it, and I mean, we just see it a lot where in dating, right? Specifically in dating, where maybe you had you were dating somebody, it didn't work out, maybe he, um, maybe he was an abuser, maybe he was emotionally abusive, you know, maybe he was a cheater, whatever, but you. So you break up and then you turn back around and then you end up being with a guy with the same kind of issues or the you know, it's kind of they have similarities. Why do you think that happens?
1: Um, it's a couple of things. Again, you know, none of it's a linear answer mm-hmm. um, in the in sense. We want it to be linear. So that's the other thing. Get out your left brain trying to make everything one, 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 two, two, three, three, four, four, boop, boop. That's not how the world always works, even though we try to structure it, mm-hmm. right? But that's why there's conflict. Because when it's not adding up as one plus one, we like we struggle. Like, oh my God, that's not two, that's 2.3. How do we get it to two? We typically attract energy that's either familiar, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. or because we're at so if it's low, I call it low vibrational energy. <laughs> So when we're operating at a low vibration, this goes back to vital energy and, and restoration. When we're at a low vibration, we'll attract all those things that function at low vibrations, including men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If a man catches you in your one of your spaces of weak moments or you are, you know, trying to figure some things out and then you start dating without clarity or intention. Yeah. And he met you in that space of, you know, just, you know, trying to figure some stuff out. Is your vibration high or low? It's low. And guess what you attracted? Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> that. You attracted <laughs> a man who was also functioning at that low level of energy. Now, let's say you got your stuff together, but that's his nature. That low mm-hmm. vibration is his nature. That's that's his that's his wheelhouse. That's home. That's his space. <laughs> he ain't doing no work. You doing work. Right. And you over there side and him talking about. He ain't this and he ain't doing this and I need him to do. No, sis, you just did some work, you did some healing. He's still stuck in his trauma, but he met you when you was in your trauma and one of y'all did the work. So now you have woken, so to speak, or you have this different level of self-awareness about who you are. So you're going to be displeased. Mm -hmm. But all it is is just an acknowledgement. Hey, I met this dude at this space where I wasn't clear. So I drew this energy. And I made decisions off of that energy. See, you can't make decisions off of that kind of energy. Hmm. But he, but he, but he's showing up and he's hugging on me. And you know, right now I just need to be loved on. Are you clear? Hmm. Right. Are you clear? What are you doing in this space? Are you in need of healing? He gonna be the healer? Hmm. Oh. Right. See, we don't ask those questions because at that moment all we know is it hurts and we want it to stop. So sometimes we'll attract low vibrational s- spaces, work included, but those relationships will be low vibrational because that's how we are at that moment and how we're showing up. Right? Again, like energy yeah. attracts like energy. It may not be permanent, but that's where we were at that at that space in time. So if your vital energy is low, that means that you operating on fumes, like you drive the car on fumes. Maybe nobody right. else. I did. Uh, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll raise my hand. Right. Um, you know, you riding on fumes, you know, you got to get to the gas station to refuel. Otherwise, the car is not going to operate. But when are black women choosing to refuel? Yeah,
0: that's the question, right?
1: Right. Because if you don't refuel, then whatever's there, whatever stuff. Right. Is there? It ain't went nowhere. You ain't did no work. You know, all you can do is attract more of that. You can't yes. even, you know, do the other part of the work where your energy is raised, your heart chakra is more open, right? Because now it ain't bound, right? It ain't all tight. It ain't it ain't closed off. It could be more open to attract better energy.
0: Hmm. That's so you.
1: Yeah, no, if you emotionally disconnect, think about it. When people emotionally disconnect, men and women, they remove emotion, right? So then you meet somebody who's what? Emotionally disconnected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you decide one day, like, I'm going to shake this shit off, you know, because this don't feel right. I want to be more connected. I want to feel like I belong. I want to experience love. I want to experience this level of support that I see yes. my other girlfriend getting. I want to have it. So you got you to gotta come to that, right? And when you have that notion of self awareness unfolding, and you seeing it, and the person that you're with is still emotionally detached, you're gonna have conflict. Yeah. You gonna have? I mean, it's just it's it's a natural order thing. So I ask people, you know, to to kind of, especially women, let's just operate in reality for a minute, right? Um, you know. How 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 are you talking to yourself? How are you coming to self? How are you communicating with yourself? Yeah. Right? Daily check-ins. What is your inner self telling you? And then what's the part that's not yet clear? If it ain't clear, don't make a decision. What is the part here that I'm not yet clear about? Ain't no rush. Who put the clock on you? You ain't on nobody's clock but your own. That's your life clock. and You going to rush that?
0: I know, that's right. Hmm. You
1: only get so many words to speak in your lifetime. We don't know the number, but we only get so much to say and do in, in that lifetime. We don't know what. So why not make more choices with intention and clarity so when you speak, you speak from an internal space that serves you intuitively as well as externally so that you can have more of what you want. You can create that space, right? instead of having to unravel all this stuff now we can't undo what what we grew up with in terms of what people gave us they gave us what they had Mm -hmm. good or bad whatever we want to put on it they gave us what they had well I wish she had taught me this she gave you what she had I Mm -hmm. wish my dad would have said he gave you what he had whether or not it was anything or nothing he gave you what he had Mm -hmm. but now we have a responsibility to become our own people right no governance of the other adults. We're adults now where we can cultivate and see how to do things differently and cultivate our own notion of self-awareness. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Are
1: we willing to release, though, some of the old stuff to create the space for the new stuff? And the stuff that we're not clear about, we can't make no moves on it. Hmm. Lifespan. You're killing your lifespan every time you make unclear decisions. You're killing Ooh. your life. Your life it, yeah, think about it the gray hairs and all that other stuff, eventually that we get them, but we're getting them quicker and faster because we're killing our, our lifespan, our life expectancy by doing stuff without this notion of clarity and intention. Mm.
0: <laughs> it's, just, real. it's real.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's, 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 you know, you just, when you think about the, the just the flow of how we want to move in the world, Right. But if we keep operating unconsciously, what kind of decisions are we making? Yeah. But if we made more decisions and clarity or at least with some intention so that we can't open our our, ourselves up a little bit more to see with that third eye. See, people don't like talking about that space, but this is it. When you can see with that third eye, people always be like, you know, we read the Bible, spirit of discernment. Third eye. Mm-hmm. how you don't want to talk about the third eye but you you like I go to church and I read I ask God for the spirit of discernment <laughs> you ask him for the spirit of wisdom and discernment to make better choices and you over here unconscious
0: mm. holding on
1: to titles holding on to commitment holding on to expectation where's the discernment coming in that ain't no room for it you can't mm. ask the universe for some wisdom and you got all this stuff just yeah. tightening up and clouding your spaces Again, yes. that's that spiritual space that we 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 don't want to tap into spirit when we gotta get clear, cause spirit already be telling you, uh uh-uh, uh, don't go there. Yeah, that sounds suspect. What he say again? Look, you tell your girlfriend repeat that. He said <laughs> what? <laughs> right. <laughs> it didn't sound right. <laughs> you you heard it True. the first time, but you want to have her repeat it because it didn't sound right. Your body your body makes your ear twist to the side and say, "What you say again?" Say that one more time. I think I missed it. No, you heard it. Yep. Yeah. That was your body saying, uh-uh, that don't sound right. Nah, sis, explore that some more because he ain't telling you everything. Well, but he said, uh, because, sis, did you just hear what you just told me? But I'm just telling you it ain't like that. It's because <laughs> denial. So, we can't get to them, you know, those eight C's of self of just even being curious when we got reasons or we're rationalizing. We can't even allow the right brain, the other C is creativity. I told you I was going to get there. Look, because <laughs> I know our time is coming to a close. That, yes. That's the space of creativity. That's another C. Let your right brain get to a place of, of clarity and creativity. Give yourself some freedom, some independence like i said reprieve i can be independent of the wife title and still be sonia still be faith exactly. i don't have to operate under this notion of that i can be creative and cultivate the space that me and my husband both desire for me as a woman and how i show up in my partnership absolutely right? the other is courage so i'm gonna run through this real quick but i think we're gonna do a master class on this the other is courage courage You have to have the courage to be curious. What am I afraid of? Either you're going to be afraid or you're going to be courageous or curious enough to explore. Right. Right. Can I connect with self, even the stuff that I don't like? I'm willing to accept what I'm what I'm seeing. But I'm going to connect with that. I'm going to connect with the little girl. I'm going to connect with the saboteur. I'm going to connect with the savage. I'm going to connect with the controller because I need to find out what they want and why they keep showing up so I can decide whether or not this is how I want to operate the rest of my life. Right. So am I willing to connect with all parts of myself, right? Even the ones I don't like. Then we can create a space of calmness, the other seat. Because now we, we, we've we talked to them, we, we've asked them what they want, what they need from us, if they need a vacation, right? Some time off mm-hmm. or whatever. But we can come to it in a calm way and we don't have to be so hypervigilant. We don't have to be so armored up. We don't have to be so defensive. Once you're calm, you can have some clarity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't make decisions all amped up and be clear. And when you're clear, the final C is confident. You show up mm. as a confident black woman because you're clear about who you are, and your attention drives your intention. Mm. If I'm attending to myself, I can be intentional in the world. Yes. So those are the ACs of self. Okay. So hopefully, awesome. <laughs> that everybody was taking notes. But I think I want to do a master class on those eight Cs of self, um, just so we can do some more work around, you know, the parts itself and helping other black women. And, and thank you again, you know, for thank you. allowing this space. So if people got more questions or they want to reach out, you can find me on uh, my social media platforms. Facebook is Kennedy, Sonia Kennedy, S O N I A Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. It's real simple. I like simplicity. Um, <laughs> yoga body 360 on Instagram is yoga, B O D H 360. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm going to try to follow face pathway and go ahead and get on YouTube and do my thing. (laughs) Right. Uh, Or you can go to my website at empoweringwellness360.com. I offer free consultations, grab the book supernaturally made. That's your guidebook. That's your access to me. If you don't want to come to therapy or coaching, get the book, read it. It's real quick. I promise you.
0: Yes. Love it. Love it all. And thank you so much again, just for being willing to share your expertise and your knowledge and your experience it is helping people. And I mean, that's what I'm all about. I just want to help people live their best lives possible. So thank you so, so much for helping me help others. So thank you.
1: Oh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And, you know, maybe we'll do this masterclass. I'm gonna have to help. Look, let you help me. Get these people together <laughs> for this masterclass. So, one more thing before you okay. go: remember what we said earlier. If I offer the masterclass, I don't care who shows up, whether it's five or fifty. I'll I'll do this work with them. Okay. If it's just five, it don't matter. Okay. Well, but, uh, we're gonna we'll, get, we'll
0: get together. It. We're gonna promote. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Doc. Thank you. Thank and you have appreciate a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to today's show feel free to follow Faith Over Everything podcast on the following social media platforms. Faith Over Everything underscore podcast on Instagram. Faith Over Everything podcast on Facebook. And email is faithovereverythingpodcast1 at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, rate, and post. We appreciate the support.